Relaunch Live Podcast. Relaunch Live Podcast. Talking all things real estate, the strategies that build it, and sharing their own life-changing growth plans. They are two of the most dynamic people in the business with one common goal. To make you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Welcome to the Relaunch Live Podcast with your hosts, Veronica Figueroa and Jeff Lobb. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode here. Relaunch yes. Welcome. welcome back. Relaunch Live Podcast. I'm sorry, Jeff. It is my favorite thing to do lately, right? Where we get to rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired by so many amazing leaders. And today is no different. We have an amazing couple joining us today that I get to call friends, partners, and I, I honestly call them mentors as well. Um, as you get to know them, you'll probably you know, understand why they're loved by so many Jeffs. So they're dear friends of mine. And I think it was really cool when um, Rebecca uh, said to you that she feels like she already knew you and knows you. And I think the feeling's mutual, right? I think you felt like you may know yeah. a little bit about her. Yeah. Plus I'm a little bit of a stalker too, sometimes too. I like to talk about the digs and what they're doing. Oh, look who rolls in. Yeah. <laughs> so what's really cool is we have Rebecca Soto and Josue Soto. They are amazing friends of mine. They are authors. They are team leaders. They are growth global leaders, uh, uh, just philanthropists at heart. Welcome Rebecca Soto and Josh Josue, a.k.a. Joe Soto. <laughs> Josh, Joe, Josue. Yes, Thanks yes. for having us. Thank you guys so much. I feel like hey, I just left you guys. I was in Orlando yesterday and I uh, just flew back like, like yesterday. So I was down there at a big oh, event. Wow. Just missed each other. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, what's really cool about Josue and Rebecca, um, you know, they've actually been a part of relaunch live since its inception, right? Since we did yeah. our first event, uh, they were guests there. So they understood what it meant. Then they saw it evolve in, 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 you know, bigger conferences. And they actually went with us on some of the tours. We've done relaunch Milwaukee together. We did relaunch Houston, of course, Orlando. They were a big part of that. And mm -hmm. um, it's just an honor to have them here because they've been a part of this world and they understand what it means to the core of bringing just great people together and just inspiring each other to be better. Um, and during the pandemic, one of the things that I think is really inspiring about them, Jeff, is they wrote a book. They wrote a book. And if you're watching this, some of you guys are listening, but some of you are actually watching the video and we keep it very light, very authentic, very raw. Um, you'll see a poster behind Josh that says married in real estate. And that's the book cover. Um, and, you know, one thing is a lot of us were just trying to get through the pandemic, the mindset, not knowing what was going to happen in real estate. Right. And we never knew that we were going to, you know, uh, we were about to enter what is probably one of the hottest markets in the world. Right. Fear kicked in. Uncertainty was there. These two got to work. They actually wrote a book during the pandemic on being married in real estate, the journey of being a husband and wife couple in real estate. And they are way more than that, right? But it's really inspiring to know that during crisis, people can either panic or people can lead and people can take action. And that's what they did. They used this time. And now they are going around inspiring other couples around the country and now globally um, as they've entered other countries. Uh, to just show people what it's like to work together, 
how you can pray together, how you can build together and, and, and show up as a unity while still being different, have your different strengths. So Jeff, I can go on and on about how amazing <laughs> well, but I wanted to make sure everybody knew how special they are and what they've done. And they've done so to, much more. I should have so read that book like a long time ago. Cause I'm in the same boat as you two. I've had my spouse in the business for years. I met her in the real estate business. So, you know, I'm sure there's some really core stories we could tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think that that's one of the things that as we are on Relaunch Live, you know, we, we, we want to talk about things that are real, right? And um, can we agree? It's not easy working with your spouse. And it's not something people like to brag about or boast about because we want to look a certain way on social media. We want to look like we're put, you know, we're put together. But and all, all three of us have worked with our spouse in the business for many, many, many years. And you know that it kind of like, it takes over your life in, in, in when you're in real estate together. And people say, shut it off at a specific time. And you're like, I know we're supposed to be on date night, but I got to ask you this. Or did you remember to do this? And then you're like, you know, like it can truly infiltrate your life. And it's a topic that I'm passionate about because it can cause friction in your quality of life and how you vacation or vacations really turn into workcations. Um, Rebecca Josue, guide us through this, please. Give us, give us <laughs> in the book. And then Jeff and I will just dive in asking way more questions. Yeah, I'm, oh I'm my locked God. and loaded. <laughs> That's a great question, Vettel, actually. And thanks for the intro. I mean, yeah. it's so interesting hearing that perspective from other people about us. It's still a little surreal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank you. Thank you for that. Um, you know, writing the book is something that uh, honestly we, we hadn't even thought about. And it, it, it takes sometimes it takes somebody who believes more in you or sees something in you. And then I, we sat back and, and the, the suggestion was made. And I said, you know what? You're right. We should write a book. Right. Um, we were celebrating 20 years of marriage at the time and the pandemic hit. And it, it kind of like derailed all of us, right? It, it kind of disturbed what we were all doing. And um, we were supposed to take a nice um, destination uh, 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 trip to, I think we were planning either Hawaii or um, where did you Bali. want to go? Bali. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, none of that happened. <laughs> none of that happened. And so instead we were like, you know what? Let's just write about this. You know, yeah. we have a lot to share and the book is written in his and her perspective. So you'll get a little bit from me and then you get a little bit from him. And we've got some life lessons and exercises to kind of help couples reflect on their own life, their own situation, how they're handling things, um, what motivates them. Right. And um, it, it's been a journey, um, a journey of, of growth. But before I keep going on, I'll just kind of let Joe jump in. <laughs> well, if not, I take over. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, wow. I mean, it's, it was it was pretty amazing just to see how, you know, we, we each one of us wrote our own separate um, really vision to each chapter but it all came together at the end. So it, it was pretty inspiring to see how, you know, when she wrote it out, she wrote it out in a certain way. I wrote it out in a different way. But well, we were separate, right? But so we, we were didn't very know separate. We, were we really didn't know what we were writing. That's another thing that Rebecca forgot to say. We really didn't know. She didn't know what I wrote. I didn't know what she wrote. It was it was to the end when we got the final edit copies. We were like, whoa, this is pretty crazy. You know, it was kind of shocking to both of us when we seen all this. But uh, this, honestly, it was just... Uh, 
to to me, I always see, I always, I always try to see things in in different perspectives. Veto and, and Jay, Jeff, I see this when one door closes, the other one. There's so many opportunities that open, and I tell you, this was our biggest opportunity here. You know, I think that it re we really learned a lot from each other. You know, that's the most important thing that you don't really, you know, those are some of the topics that we were really thrown at us. We really did, you know, these are things that we weren't prepared to write about. But then you learn so much of your partner and your business partner, because that's who we are, that, man, you know, you just start learning more about each other that you really didn't know. It's not, it can be a little certain small little thing. It can be a big thing, but it's a great thing to really understand that there's unity here. There's love here. You know, when you have, when you have that, everything is just falls into place, man. You gotta have, you gotta leave with your heart. You gotta have God first before anything. That's what that we're believers, and uh, that's how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I love the perspective of you both wrote independently. That's like a whole new concept I never thought of. Like you didn't sit around and like collaborate on this. Like you wrote yours, and I gotta imagine the awareness of both perspectives of each of you had to be. It's really not a bad exercise for any like husband and wife to do about things like mm -hmm. you write yours, you write mine. Then let's, let's really see how each other feel about it or think about it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a really great perspective. Never thought of it that way. That's, that's one of my nuggets right there. <laughs> so I, I feel like I, I get lucky because I get to know a little bit about kind of like you guys, because we work so closely. We've been friends for now, I want to say five, six years and, and really spent time together. Um, it's really interesting to watch, you know, Jeff, you know, you hear the concept and it's being thrown out. Um, sorry, car passing. It's been throwing out a lot, like the visionary and the integrator, you know, rocket fuel. And it's funny because we do culture index and I like, I culture index everyone. Um, Jeff, I don't know if I've culture indexed you, but I need to. Send them um, a survey. <laughs> like, it's really interesting. Josh is a visionary, right? J Josh like is like, Pop, Mr. Optimistic, ultimate, like it can be done. Everybody, you know, sees good in everything. Rebecca's obviously a heart of gold. She's got the patience of, of an angel. Um, she's an angel, but she is an executor. She's like, executor. we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And we're going to do this. Like, I've never seen someone just get it done um, as much as I have in her. Like, just again, like I've got a deadline. We're going to do this. Nothing gets in the way. No excuses. Um, and it's really cool to watch a visionary integrator and a husband and wife, because not everybody has that. Mm -hmm. and, and and for example, Tony and I are visionary integrator. He's an integrator more than I am so. Um, but because of where his um, risk factors come in, 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 in his just natural state of mind, um, he's going to think about things a lot longer than I am, where mm -hmm. I am more the Let's do this. We're going to build this plane while we're flying it. I drive people crazy because I have 101 ideas at a time. But what it's beautiful to watch a visionary integrator couple, you know, work together, have the same vision and, and work so well together. They have not only wrote a book, but they did, um, you know, they really built a really impressive reputation across a, a very important organization that is, is changing and helping the real estate industry, which is NAREP, National Association of Real Estate Advisors, uh, uh, professionals. And um, Josh, I can't go without congratulating you. You did the invocation at the um, national uh, conference. It's just last, this week, right? Uh, and, and I don't care what political party you, you support. I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican 
Republican, independent, liberal, conservative, it doesn't matter. To have the opportunity to have a voice for Washington and to have a voice for homeownership and sustainable housing is important. You guys committed to this, and I'm gonna go back to the visionary integrator in a second, and I gotta use the word committed because you guys committed to this organization about six, seven years ago. Since then you've moved up, you were a national president, I mean, a president, Rebecca, you also were president. You guys ended up winning press chapter of the year, having one of the most successful chapters in, in, in the history of the organization, and then working your way up into being a coach. Rebecca, you were part of government affairs. Josh, you were just able to do the invocation. I got chills just thinking about it. So let's Thank talk you. a little bit about being a visionary, an integrator, commitment, but talk to us real quick before that, that experience of what it was like to do the invocation in DC, knowing that this organization is representing homeownership yeah. in sustain sustainable housing for the Latino Hispanic community and you using your voice and actually taking action to see the change that we need in our industry. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, first of all, thank you so much, Vero. You know, I know that we have your full support. We love you. We love everyone. But um, to me, it was it, it was crazy. We were at breakfast in Kabul Thursday. I get a call from our CEO, Gary, and say, hey, I know I, I couldn't hardly hear him, but he said something about I need you to do the invocation. What do you think? And I said, I'm all in. Just that's all I said. And then he was like, OK, I'll see you next week. We don't think about the details. That's why no, they can't. I'll figure it, like, figure it out. I remember him and I were backstage and I say, hey, Gary, I need to tell you something. He was like, what's that? He goes, I never heard anything that you said. And he goes, I thought so. Because all you said was, yeah. yeah, I'll do it. That's it. That's all I heard from you. <laughs> and, uh, but it was it was actually, um, I was ready to go. You know, it was something that it, it's, it was something that I think that what's most important, Beto and Jeff, is that when you speak from your heart and you understand the importance of what this organization was, the foundation of the, what this organization was built on, I mean, that's that's the most important thing. You know, these these two men embarked on a, on a, on an organization to really un, to understand and come aligned and really to help the Latino to help the, the help the Latino community and what I mean by that is you know their, their vision was always sustainable Hispanic homeownership that was the foundation of it but also to create leaders within our community you know when you look at it for instance Mike Valdez this came up in one of our national board meetings do you guys are you guys are aware that Mike, Mike Valdez is the only Latino I'm gonna repeat myself the only Latino in the in the world right now as a ceo of a major real estate company wow that's that's, that's a, a deal. that's a big deal <laughs> wow, guys is, this is, is huge so and i'm going to just correct that because he's the president of the the uh, public yeah, global. Global. company global president um just in case anybody's going to fact check us okay i know yeah. he is the ceo of exp but he is the only president of a real estate publicly traded company. And Josh just wanted to fact, you never know. We got those fact checkers every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, you know, it was so impressive to hear that and how important it is to, for us to get in these rooms. We got to get into these C-suites room. We got to get into the SBF 500 rooms. I mean, Vettel, I mean, we love you because I know how you are. This is, a, this is dear heart. This has been something that's been touching you for a long time. And I know that how much you want every one of us to be in those rooms. And it's important for us to be part of something like this. Why? Because we have a voice, man. For many years, we're a very passive culture. 
we we just ride with what we want. We we just accept it for what it is. But because also for many of us, we don't come from wealth, so right. we are lagging behind. And so he created this this organization to help us get ahead. And yeah. by helping the the real estate community, he could then it would then branch out and be able to help local communities as well, uh, buyers and sellers and and future homeowners. And, yeah. and then I look at it and I think of how it's raised the bar. And let's take a look real quick here. Uh, Ms. Veronica, who's number one in teams, uh, units sold in EXP Realty in the world. Wow. And then we have, you know, Daniel Beer, who is also, you know, highest in GCI. That's a big deal too. I don't know if that record has ever been done before, but two Latino agents who are making impact in the world. And we're thankful for you guys for being those pioneers, those trailblazers that are opening and paving the way for the rest of us. And there's so much value, you know, especially when it comes to affordable housing right now. I mean, we, we're trying to kind of figure this out now. There's so many narratives that we're working through, so many perspectives that we're working through. And I mean, this will go, this conversation can go on when it comes to that, but we'll talk about that off camera later. <laughs> but um, there, you know, it's, and it was important, man. It was something, and it's, when you think about it, it's been 22 years since this organization, we just celebrated 22 years, Vettel. And just to think about 22 years ago, these two men had a vision. They knew we had to do this. They knew, and that right there really, I felt at peace. I tell you this, I was the last one to speak in the black in the, in the, in the green room in the back. And at, at one point, I heard a couple of the um one of the senators and one of the uh commissioners from California speak. And at that moment, I felt this peace because I knew that we're well protected. We're good. We're going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I went up on stage and I, and I gave, you know, I, I presented my invocation and I, I, I just felt that the presence of God with me. Mm -hmm. I'm wow. just, um, thank you for that, by the way. I think I teared up a little bit and I probably will a couple. I'm, <clears throat> if you know me well, I have no problem crying. Um, I don't even care if we're in like, you know, a professional platform now at this point, you're going to get vulnerable Veronica. For being real. <laughs> it, it is something to know that it felt a little lonely at some of those tables where you're like, Absolutely. I'm here because I want to see more of my people at the table because we are a part of change. And I sat for a while in some tables by myself, but not long. Um, and it's just so awesome to see you guys, you know, leading the way. And for others and, and us now really being able to, and the, you know, this isn't about like, if you want to represent something, go out and be the voice, be the change, right. get involved. Whether it's RPAC, NAREB, uh, NAREB, you know, Aria. Aria, it doesn't matter. WCR, yeah. You want yeah. people, that's a point of, if you could take anything away from this one today is you got to get involved, you got to get committed, and you got to just put in the work for the right reasons. It's not about ego. It's not about, you know, you being the only one there. It's about building a bigger table for other people to sit at with you because their voice matters. And I know that if you do it for the right reasons, I'm, I'm like, I'm like having hot flashes right now. <laughs> because I'm, I'm pumped about this. I'm, I'm emotional about it because like it is the power of people who can make the difference. Really and you have no idea how much you've inspired me to get involved. And I had a lot of ego. Um, and I remember the first time we sat down and you're like, hey, you know, like, nah, rep. and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm above that. And I had oh. no idea 
when I, you know, this, and again, this is when the first time we talked like eight, nine years ago, I'm too busy. I'm, I'm bu you know, I'm too busy, right, for that. Sure. Guys kept on saying, we need you, we, you know, like we, we, not you needed me, like we need leaders like you to, you know, get involved. And I was like, ah, and at first I put my toe in it. I wasn't committed. And it wasn't until I committed that I was like, Jeff, I have to tell you, I fell in love with this organization. Yeah. I fell in love with the great. I've, the I've come across them quite a bit. I mean, and like when you realize that they're like trying to change generational wealth, generational gaps, like sustainable housing, like finding ways, getting into D.C., making change, policy for sustainable housing. And you start hearing these stories of people who migrated to this country and like were really able to build a legacy for their family. Uh -huh. bigger than you. You are not bigger than anything. Like we yeah. have a, we, we play a small role. And it was these two people who really opened my eyes to really start seeing like there's a heart centered leadership here that um, is bigger than anybody here. I want to take it back to when we first started because we were really just a, a husband and wife team. Um, we were doing pretty good as a, as a team. And um, and I remember I know our, a good friend of ours saying, you know, you guys are top producers, but nobody knows who you are. And I thought, ouch, okay, sorry. <laughs> she goes, you got to get involved. You got to go out to events. You got to do things. And you know, early in our in our career, you know, my kids were really small, so we were really just about let's just knock it out, work with our buyers and sellers, and then we get back home. My, my main priority was to be involved with our family, with our kids, and, you know, being available Saturday mornings for basketball, soccer, ballet, whatever it is, gymnastics. They were all in everything, and we were always with them, supporting them in that. We sat in those bleachers. We, we didn't leave. We wanted to be a, an integral part of everything. I was the mom that was uh, volunteering for all of the any activity, any uh, chaperone opportunities, I was there, you know, and, uh, and I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be there. And, uh, but moving forward, we were unknown. <laughs> we were unknown. And I said, you know what, I guess we do have to get out there. We got to put ourselves out there. And as, as we learned about NARF and started to get involved, I remember in the beginning, I told Josh, I'll support you. I'll, I'll, I've heard that this is going to make our business suffer. So I'm going to make sure that I'll take care of the business while you're doing, you know, whatever it is that happens over there. But when we went to our first national event, and I looked around and I realized we were we were in Washington, D.C. He was there for just the Leadership Academy. And I'm just thinking training. OK, but I look around and it's full of Latino agents all there. And I'm like, what are we here for? And they're like, yeah, we advocate for policies that affect, you know, home ownership and uh, things like that. And I thought. I, I need to be part of this, you know? And then the, the, the other part that I didn't expect was the warm family environment that it was. And so, you know, um, as I began to get involved, I honestly, at the time, I didn't feel that I had a specific skill that would really help um, in, in the chapter. But the truth is I just plugged in wherever, what's anything that was needed, how can I help, right? So a lot of people are like, well, what am I going to get out of being in that organization and my mindset was different. I was like, how can I help you? Right. Oh, no. What can I do to serve? And that I think is really the heart of it is when you come with a heart to serve, that's where things are going to happen. I didn't come expecting anything in return. return. I came to make an impact, however, which way with whatever skill I had. Right. Even if it wasn't, I, I didn't have to be the most polished marketer, the, the most polished, whatever I was going to do what I could right with the best of my abilities. And I, as I was giving, 
I started to feel that I was being blessed in return. I was learning from other people. I was exposed to other people who are working at a higher level and, and more of them. And so at the, at the, in the beginning, all this talk about surround yourself with, you know, successful, but none of that was part of my language. It wasn't part of my world. I went learning that as I immersed myself in that. And, and I think that's a part where a lot of people might be failing because they don't want to take the risk of throwing themselves out there. They don't want, they're like, I'm going to lose time. I'm going to, uh, that's not what I want. And, uh, that, you that's know, a hot, that's a hot button for me. Let me interject a second, because what you just, you, you really took your model that made you successful as real estate agents and you duplicated it on a national level. And I know you talked about, cause I'm, I was in that same mode of kids and I'm still kind of in that same mode, but when you get yourself involved, you threw yourself at everything though, from the sports to being the team mom or whatever they needed you for, mm -hmm. which gave you that community connection. Mm -hmm. And when you say no one knows you, they probably knew you at the very local level. And if not, then people just brand better. But sure. you just took that same model and threw yourself into the national level to make bigger change and just took your skills and said, whatever I can help you do, I will do on a big mm -hmm. scale. So that model is the model of success that you built from a small thing of career to now where you are at a national scale. I love that you um, identified that Jeff, because, you know, I was watching a friend of mine who went from house. She, her thing is from housewife to hustler. Right. But again, she was in the PTA. She got involved. She was there with the kids. She was an opera singer. And actually she's going to be someone I'm going to bring on the show. So I'm not going to give away all her goods, but like, it, it's that truth, that skill set. So anyone who's listening that thinks I'm new to the industry or maybe I can't do this, like you do have a gift or skill set that you have in your, you know, you've probably applied in life in some other way. Rebecca was one who was all in. She, 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 she committed to the kids sports. She committed to being involved. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's inspiring to know that someone can do so not only at a local level, but then you can transition that skill set from the local level, like Jeff said, and now be a national and now even global influence yeah, you guys are now helped open in you know we're all you know we're at exp and you have um opened helped open puerto rico you have partners that are growing in colombia um i'm not sure if you are yet in canada but i know that you guys are already expanding in other countries mexico. and you mexico and you've applied uh, some of those same skill set again consistency one thing i know you guys are really good at just to take it back to where real estate agents can um apply some some of these skill sets that's applicable right and and they've heard it over and over again consistency like when we were opening up puerto rico you were like every week on zooms meeting with global leaders meeting with other leaders and making sure that 30 people showed up or 300 people or three consistency so same thing, Josh, you were consistent with your growth in the meetings and how you hold and you learned a lot of leadership skills. So let's talk about some maybe some takeaways, like, you know, really direct takeaways, because we, we want to honor some of the things that they'll find in your book on consistency, um, things that made you guys successful that they can maybe implement in their business. And if they were going to get involved today in some sort of organization, whether it's WCR, like we said, not um, Inman, Ari. I mean, I went to Inman and I became, you know, I was like, I'm going to get involved here. You know, I'm mean, like, you know, I'm the new kid on the block, but what do you need me? Like, what I do? Like, so whatever organization you're looking to break into, and then also maybe a tip on who's got a book in them. Maybe they want to write. Where do they even start? So take us there. Josh, you start? You, no, you're right. You got the five C's you've talked about. I think that are really <laughs> important, you know, to break down a little bit about that. Well, we 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 are we, we pray honestly. Our core values we run them through five C's that we call the five C's. One of them is um, 
the first one is commitment. You have to be all in, committed to each other, committed to the vision, you know, and just understanding that there's a commitment that we all have to be, you you have to be following in order for you to get to where you want to go. And even, and I know that these commitments are not easy. You know, we all fail in some commitments, but it's okay. I always believe in that through failures, we all, we all grow, you know? If you don't fail, that means you're not stretching yourself enough. Mm -hmm. You're not trying, you're not taking risks. (laughs) You're not taking risks at all, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I tell you, this is something that I've learned from Veronica a lot that- And I think committed that when, I'm sorry, I cut you off there, but that no matter what happens, we're still going to stick it and write it out, stick mm-hmm. it out together, write it out together. We're, we're deeply committed no matter what happens. We're not going to throw in the towel and give up, you know? And the second one is, is a cooperation. You know, when you're committed, you have to cooperate. You, you have to be able to cooperate with the plan, with the vision. You have to trust the process. And I think that the majority of the time, Jeff and Veronica, I think that's the problem where people fail. They're afraid once they when something happens, they're afraid to move, continue moving forward. I mean, in the book, we we speak of a lot about our hardest, our darkest times. It was not easy to speak about it, but we we had to because how we pre- anyone was going to re- relate to us if we weren't really being so transparent about what we gone through. Which brings know? us to communication. So you know. Uh, deeply communicating on all levels, you know, whether in business and personal. Um, if you cannot communicate with each other, which I've seen some people like I have a, I have an issue with that term, stay in your lane. And I get it. I get it because each one of us have to have defined roles and we have to allow each other to work in those capacities. Right. So I get that. But it can't be that this is what I do. Don't ask me what I'm doing. We have to be able to hold each other accountable because Absolutely. if we're a team and we're going to grow, we cannot have that. Don't ask me what I'm doing. I've got this. You know, that's not a team. <laughs> that's not a team. I love that. I love this one. And I think this is one of the major ones that people struggle with is compromise. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to compromise. You have to be able to give in and understand your partners, understand your team, lead, your leaders, understand your your some of your agents, some of your team members. You know, I think that you got you, one of the things that I was very intrigued about was when I read Leadership Gold by John Maxwell. And he stated, I mean, this this message that he wrote there will forever be embedded in my heart because he said when he set up a board meeting every single week, his secretary will sit next to him every single time taking notes. And, I, and there was a time that he went around the room and he asked everyone, did they have a question? And his secretary looked back at him and said, John, you're not hearing anyone. Ouch. Basically, she was telling him, you want my honest opinion? You're the one, you're the only one speaking here. You're not hearing any one of your board members. So how do you expect for them to say something back if you're the only one speaking? You got to hear them out. You got to hear everyone out because how can you understand what the problem is or any situation if you're not really understanding why this occurred and how we can resolve it together? And so sometimes when you're super driven and you have these big visions and big dreams and big goals, you are driven only on your own idea and you want everyone else to fall in line. 
And, you know, sometimes you got to hear other people out, like you said, but also compromise because you might not have the best idea or maybe somebody has something to add to that that can make it even better. We have to hear each other out and sometimes maybe even make a little change on what we were thinking we wanted to do. And uh, and in the end, it, this keeps the peace, right? Because if we're not hearing each other out, then that there's going to be that one person that taps out and says, what am I even here for? Right. They're not listening. And, and I love that um, the Veronica touched on it earlier in, in the conversation when she said about the visionary person. Yes, I'm a visionary person, but I I also can take a step back. She read my culture text, by the way. <laughs> culture, <laughs> my index. culture index. And it's funny because that, mm-hmm. that, that really resembled who I really am. Even though I'm a visionary person, but I can't take a step back, Jeff, and hear people out yeah. and hear right. everyone else. Yeah. You know, so that's important. important. Yeah. So it's the fifth C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the fifth C. Hey, I got four. Give me the fifth one. Last one is community. And it's interesting because having written the book and having had our podcast, we have found a community of other uh, couples that are working together in real estate. And I don't know that we have thought through what that would look like moving forward, but what we found were couples who are going through similar issues or maybe even just struggling a little bit. And who do you go to? Because when you're, when you're in a, a committed relationship, you can't just talk to anybody. I mean, yes, you could talk to a coach and maybe a therapist, but it's so nice to have a community of agents who are already going through the same thing and that understand you. And so, you know, we found that there's, we're struggling with a lot of the same issues, right? I don't have the answers for everything, but we support each other. Right. And so many of us struggle with the balance of, of work and personal life and cutting it off at the end of the day. And I think we all know the answers to that. And the truth is we just have to build that habit and that discipline and stick to it just like a diet. Everybody knows how to diet, right? Everybody knows how to stay committed to a workout regimen, but we don't really want to do it, right? And uh, we just have to be committed to do it because if your relationship is important to you, just as, as important as your business is, your relationship has to be just equally as important. So we have to take a, cut out that time to, to be with each other. So I think it's important to do culture indexes because I think they say a lot about what our strengths and weaknesses are. Josh and I kind of play off of each other's strengths. And I think that's what has been like our our power, right? Our superpower together is is using those strengths to its advantages. And so if if we're if we're not allowing someone to use their their strengths, then you're missing half of the bonus here about being a couple working together. And uh, and I think it's important to do also the the test for the five love languages and know yes. that we are speaking the same love language to each other and that we're filling that in our lives on a daily basis. So what's important to me to make me feel loved might not be the same for him. And so we have to be speaking. If I'm speaking French and he's speaking Italian, we're just never really going to make this happen, right? Yeah. And the third thing I would say is if you are going to surround yourself with a community, surround yourself with a community that's going to be very honest and transparent with yourself. You know what? Because a lot of times you want that, you know what, that elevate you and really, really tell you exactly how they feel, because that's important, Jeff. I think that's what one of the biggest failures is if you're going to surround yourself with community, surround yourself with someone that's going to tell you the truth. They're going to support you, but they're also going to show you the truth. That's right. And that's what you want. I think that, you know, not someone that's going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's it. You want someone that you want yeah, one of those. No, you know, we don't. We have enough of that in our lives. We have way more yes. than that. 
talked about coaching and it's funny because one of the first coaches that I, uh, I talked about this not too long ago, one of the first coaches that I hired, uh, the first thing we did was I do, we need help because we obviously were working together. We didn't know who was the boss of what, who was the boss of this. And as we wrap up, I wanted to talk. It's funny. I said, we need operational coaching and we need all this. And then we said, we need an executive board for us too. It was husband and wife, Tony and I. Like, in other words, we need a decision. We needed a, a, yeah, pretty much. We needed a board, a director to be like, all right, you make the decision in sales. He made the decision in operations. But if you guys can't agree, then we have to have a, a, yeah. a, an executive board be the one to help us. That was our first phase. And this was like nine years ago. I'm not saying that that's what we need now because we kind of like learn and evolve. But we, we lacked the leadership training at the time. Um, and we decided to embark on this journey as husband and wife to work together. And it was a struggle for us. It really was, but we got over it. But it was, you know, if I would have had those five C's and we would have truly really been, you know, able to cooperate and communicate better, I think we would have made you know, and I'm very proud of what we've accomplished, but this is gold. You know, the five C's mm-hmm. that you guys just gave, commitment, yeah. uh, committed, cooperative, communication, compromise, and community. I think anybody can apply that in their business. Um, you know, I really appreciate it. I really want people to go out there and get the book because I think it'd be great. I think they can get the book at the domain is marriedinrealestate.com. Yeah. That's right. That's right. right. You can download it there. And um, the other thing I was going to say before Jeff wraps us up is, um, you know, Culture Index, you mentioned it. Jeff, I don't know if we feel like really cool and like feel like generous and maybe we put out a relaunch live that dot uh, uh, a link for them to where they can download the link. And if they end up doing it, it'll go to you and me. We can help them interpret what Culture Index means to them and we can um, set up something like that. I'm just, I get super inspired about things like that. And it's really helped a lot of people that I work with. So I'm down with that. If you are, Jeff, you know, I'm totally down with it because I used to be years ago, a non-believer in any of the, you know, the disc profiles and all this other stuff, because I was stuck in my own ego. And, you know, once we started to understand it and understand how people are different and the matchmaking of it was, it's a, it's a home run. So I would love to honor people more. You honor who they are and you realize they're not doing this on purpose. Maybe there's just a lack of awareness and, um, but also honor who they are and elevate their strengths and don't judge them for the areas that maybe they're not as similar as you are. And I'm still on that journey of self-discovery myself. And I know when I need to tone it down. I know I need to crank it up. I know when I need to adjust. And it's really interesting. So, uh, yeah, I think we're going to have a culture index segment. How about that? I think that's exciting. That's a really good one. That's another one. I actually would love that because I tell you, one of the I, I truly believe that this culture index really – help me understand who I really am, you know? Yeah. And we even like, culture index our kids. Their kids, my Yeah, even the kids. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool because the boyfriend. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I make sure they're aligned, right? <laughs> Profile them all. If they walk in the door, you're dating my daughter. Well you know the thing is you don't you don't say that oh I'm this because of this. It you know it doesn't give you a pass <clears throat> or an excuse. And we'll talk more about that um, when yeah, we have that later. episode. Yeah. But it just makes you aware. It makes you aware why you are wired a certain way and it just works out. But um, all right, Jeff. One more thing, because I think it's also working to your strengths and making sure if there's if you're failing at something and maybe you're pushing yourself to do something you weren't designed to do. 
find what it is that you're more powerful at and put people in place to do those things that you're not as great in. And so I think if we think of it in that sense, then we are going to grow from that because we're, we can't all be good at everything. Right. And so let's play to our strengths. And that's what I love about it. I love that. And I just started rocket fuel the uh, last night and I was like floored by it. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to dive deeper into it. <laughs> yeah. Rocket fuel make you say like, wait, but I'm the problem. Like, oh, that's me. Um, anyway, that's a whole nother segment we can do, which I know we're just going to continue. This is episode nine and it just keeps on getting better. Jeff, what do you got for us? I have so many questions that I can go here, but I'm going to have to hold them for another time. Like, cause I work with my wife too on some things and not others, but so I'm going to have to hold it. So we're going to have to have you guys back. Yeah, um, but also okay. I'm just going to grab the book too at the same time. So um, thank you guys for spending your time with us. Um, hopefully uh, we get some more people that are going to pay attention um, to drive people closer together versus further apart. So I want to wrap this up um, saying thank you. Um, Veronica, thank you as always too. So listen, if you want to um, follow us, uh, for those watching, it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube, and all the other uh, Insta Instagram uh, platforms that we're on. Um, it's a wrap for this one. We'll see you guys very soon. Don't forget to get the book, MarriedInRealEstate.com. MarriedInRealEstate.com. We'll see you guys back soon on Relaunch Live where you get to rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired. See you guys soon. Ciao. See ya. You've been listening to the Relaunch Live podcast. Helping you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Find the show on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next time.